The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled The Botanical Gardens of Opulence. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode All one. right, just this way here. Through this crevasse. Yes, yes, yes. We're almost there. To, to the Botanical Gardens of Opulence. You'll love it. Just one second. Around here. Wow. I can't believe I'm finally here. Been waiting years for this. You know... When I was in college, all I could think about was coming here and working under you and Mr. Neptune here, and I, I can't believe I'm actually here day one. Well, new guy, you haven't seen anything yet. I would say that Mr. Neptune and I are probably the least impressive things at the Botanical Gardens. <laughs> You'll be amazed. <laughs> and just in a few seconds as we come through here, Mr. Neptune, can you grab that for me right there? Oh, Sure. Move that out of the way. Here's right here. Ladies and gentlemen, or just gentlemen, shall I say, here it is. The beautiful, the one and only, the Botanical Gardens of Opulence. This is the first bioengineered forest without any semblance, any shred of natural DNA. What we've created here, as Opulence envisioned, is a less gross version of nature, a nature that isn't grody, a nature that doesn't produce brown or stinky or nasty things. We have bioengineered everything and edited the DNA of all plants involved and have perfectly formulated the exact amount of DNA the exact amount of resources, the exact amount of everything here. Ladies and gentlemen, I prevent, present you nature perfected. It's, it's more beautiful than I ever pictured. I, uh, when I was in school, I, I learned about CRISPR and I thought, wow, what if we could maybe cure a disease with this brand new technology? And this is so much more than I ever pictured. I mean, just meeting you two, I... I thought your clothes were so splendid and spectacular and amazing. And now I see what you mean. That's nothing in comparison to, well, this. Do you see that tree? The largest tree there in the center. The one that goes up and up and up. Is that the world tree? Yes, that is the world tree. Designed completely by Opulence himself. And actually, his idea. He invented the idea of a world tree. I know. That's what he told me. And I said, I know. And this tree, actually, if you cut it, it will bleed. And not just any type of blood. Real, O-positive, human blood. (laughs) It's completely remarkable. And over here, we're standing right near the piranha plants. You might want to take a step back. Uh, I asked him if these are from Mario, and he said, no, he invented these too. It looks exactly like Mario. Mr. Neptune, I'm well aware. Oh, man, I've been waiting to see one of these in person. They smell so, so... So, you know, new guy, I've been meaning to ask you, new guy, what's your name? I'm sorry? What's your name? Oh, just call me Guy. See, I have his uh, application here. I've been calling you Guy because I didn't know your name. And is that That your actual name? My name is Guy. Well, it says N.Guy. What's the N? Is that your last name or? Oh, wow. Is that a Snickers plant? (laughs) You're very observant. Yes. These plants fruit with an actual Snickers bar, peanuts, chocolate, caramel, Don't forget the everything nougat. you'll find in a real 
uh, Snickers like in nature, but here it's all grown by the plant. Wow. It smells amazing. I started to get hungry. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say my appetite though. Don't worry. Well, everyone who works here gets one. They can just pull off the plant one per day. I will admit I've already had three today, but what will another Snickers bar from a plant? What harm could that do? It's from nature, as you say. Oh, man. So much peanuts, man. Getting in my teeth. All right. Well, new guy, we have a very important day here at the Botanical Gardens of Opulence. I'm sure you've heard rumors about the Festival of the Beautiful Flower Baby. Holy whispers. I've never actually been able to uncover any actual details. It seems he keeps it pretty tightly sealed. Oh, yes, that is his intention. You know, I've worked here for quite a long time. Mr. Neptune's been here for a minute. Um, you know, we've uh, we've seen this place go through a lot of changes, right, Mr. Neptune? Tell me, when was it that you first joined again? Well, it's been a couple of years. You know, there was barely anything growing here at the time, honestly. Uh, I was brought along because I'm sort of like a Johnny Appleseed type of guy, you know? I really like just throwing seeds everywhere and planting stuff. It really started, you know, when I was younger, I used to just litter a lot. I threw a lot of fucking wrappers and trash. Oh, you and still do. Garbage everywhere. Um, and then I realized I could use my littering superpower for good if I littered seeds and plants instead of waste. And opulence saw a lot of potential in me, and I've helped to really plant most of this stuff here. What uh what seeds do you have right now? Well, this is what I like to call the variety pack. There's just hundreds of different random things in here. I don't even know what's in here. And as you can see, I'm just throwing them everywhere as we move oh, along. Yeah. You got a USB drive in there. I wonder what that one will grow. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. There's some coins in there. Yeah, oh, those I mean, are for the well, money trees. For the, yes. But they only grow coins. They don't oh, grow wow. dollar bills. Well, right. That would, be, that would not... be simply silly to have a, a tree that grows dollar bills on it. Well, now, that's not something you'd want to pick off and eat is some coins. No one would ever eat a coin. <laughs> Well, Opulence will try a coin from time to time. However, I'm not sure if he's actually digesting it or if he just wants to cultivate an air of mystery wow, about himself. a guy that smart and is a, who is a super genius eats coins? Maybe I should try it. He would never print paper currency, so he's forbid anyone from doing any gene splicing on anything that would grow fiat currency. He does not believe it and or respect well, it. Well, as so I understand must- it, the great Opulence is quite fond of gold. Oh, so I wonder yes. if he has gold coins around here. Hmm, would make a nice little souvenir. You'll find plenty of golden things. Uh, often he'll walk through the <laughs> the forest here, the botanical gardens, and he will just you know yell out what things should be colored gold. You can see here, this is a gold pathway that's leading to the center here. It's, oh, all, wow. it's all quite ornate. You know, it, it's actually, you know, interesting how he actually funded this. Um, you know, this project here, you can imagine how much it all costs, obviously. Probably an unfathomable amount of money. Well, well go ahead and try be- to fathom it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, Let's talk numbers. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say a trillion dollars. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty, pretty close it was actually two trillion dollars that this all costs oh my goodness oh yeah you have no idea how much even in gold alone we've been spending well Uh, i I can't even contain my excitement we're not even in the gardens yet we're just on the outskirts and i'm already seeing you know weirdly colored beetles i I saw a green flamingo in the stickers plant 
Oh, we're, we're a big fan of the mind. green flamingo. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you should do something else to the flamingo other than just make it green. You know, some people wanted a neon green. Some people wanted forest green. But I think we went with the right idea with the lime green, you know? I think that's a really fun flamingo right there in the lime green. But, uh, you know, we could have gone more of a key lime shade. But to be honest, that's most of the arguments we have here is finding the perfect shade of what we want some monster to be. We only bred this one species, but uh, we did go to Home Depot beforehand and get like 500 gallons of paint. And we just tried all kinds of different colors on normal pink flamingos. And this one just kind of worked best. Oh, new guy. Did you know the human eye could see shades of green more than any other color i did not know that goes back to our i'm sure primi- opulence primitive did. days when um, we were at, did you know that the human the eye weighs eight pounds it does not did you know the human eye can only see one frame per second i don't think that's true either opulence told me um if oh. you do not think that's true i would highly suggest perhaps I, uh mr neptune we should coach him on how to talk to opulence yeah, there's gonna be a lot of things well. from the world outside that you think you know but opulence will tell you otherwise, and you would do well to listen when he dispenses wisdom. You uh, know what? You're right. I'm going to hold my tongue, and I'll shut up. If, I if apologize. You, if you see him, um, let me give you some ground rules here. Um, do not bring up Shadow the Hedgehog as the ultimate life form. That will set him off. Yeah, what um, are the odds? If you use logic and reason and facts, what, what Shadow, are the odds that the ultimate life what form that is. is a hedgehog with a gun? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard it's in my a, life. It's a, it's a bio, you know, it's a fictional beast, uh, biologically created from hedgehog DNA and given a gun and rocket boots. And then it's, uh, it calls itself the ultimate life form. Oh, well, if it's fictional, then there's no issue. Why, well, why would that bother opulence? Opulence considers most of his, the only worthy rivals of him to be fictional people. Um, Ozymandias, Shadow the Hedgehog, Moraka. So he will get into these metaphysical feuds with fictional characters uh, in which he attempts to assert his dominance. Well, as far um, as Shadow the Hedgehog is concerned, I would argue that the Snickers plant is a more advanced life form than Shadow the Hedgehog. I would is also the Snickers plant alive? Well, of course you it know, is. One, it's a plant. We actually, uh, I worked on the Snickers plant. And I have to say, one of the things I'm most proud of is, uh, you know, plants are able to be conditioned to angle themselves towards the sun. We were able to have the Snickers plant angle itself its fruit towards whoever walks by as if it's daring you to eat it. Uh, that's why I often have it such trouble, you know, uh, uh, walking through these forests without, you know, grabbing. One oh, I thought two. you were going to say you're having, gonna, that's why you have trouble losing weight. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that has been a problem that my wife has brought up, but I'm not allowed to tell her about this. Well, you're married. Plan, so yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, but you know, well, I don't like to discuss I work with her. I don't bring up opulence in front of her. Well, I your don't wife think must be a really saint to put up with you it. always working and being here. Does oh, she well, live here in the she, dome? Oh, uh, no, no. She lives outside of the dome. I'll see her about every other two weeks. She thinks I'm in the National Guard currently. Um, but oh. it, it works out best because, you know, I was always bringing home, uh, you know, various parts and, uh, you know, 
you know, Snickers bars. And she's like, where are you getting these Snickers? Triple XL clothes. You have yeah. some crazy DNA on your shoes that you track into the house. Well, she said, I tell you, don't track that crazy DNA mud in here. Yeah, I always say she knew this when she met me that I wanted to make a Frankenstein. I always tell her that, you know, she'd go into the basement. She'd find a bunch of triple XL clothes that, I, you know, that, that, that would I'd be blazers. saving, you know, for one day. I'm like, you know, it, it was on sale. I might as well get it since I'm going to have one one day of Frankenstein of my own. And, uh, you know, now I'm able to have my own Frankenstein here that I can kind of tinker around with at my own leisure. And, you know, you'll see it. If you see my Frankenstein walking around, just say hi. Uh, it's very polite, doesn't have a big vocabulary, but, you know, if you want to play catch, it's got a baseball mitt. So, you know, really, um, my Frankenstein's kind of living the best life here. And now, you know, my wife doesn't have to worry about that kind of element of my life. I'm able to compartmentalize it. Um, you know, I won't, I wouldn't also, if you see opulence, don't tell him I have the wife. He demanded that I divorce her upon being hired. And I, uh, I'm just kind of playing both sides there. Now, why don't you go grab your own Snickers bar there? New guy. Although Sorry. I think I, I would, I would warn you, be cautious when you take your first bite. Cause one out of every 5,000 has a pure gold bar on the inside. Oh, my chip of two. Is opulence. Okay. With us keeping the gold. Oh, of course. He has plenty of gold. He, he, he was, he, as long as we don't, you know, go in with, there was a guy, a new guy came in, a different new guy other than you, and he tried to chisel up some of the, uh, you know, golden paved roads. And uh, Opulence did uh, turn the guy into a chimera. So, you know, if you see the chimera, oh. that's kind of. Just between you and me, Opulence has achieved the dream of the alchemists of yore who wanted to transmute anything into gold. We basically have infinite gold here through our production of the Snickers plant. Every 5,000 times we create gold from nothing. We have an infinite amount if we just get enough Snickers bars. Oh, so he could just take like a, a baby and turn it into gold? I suppose well, he could. I, I don't see why not. Um. New guy, why don't you take a look here? These are our vehicles that we use around the gardens to get around. These are called LAS, or LAS, our land, air, sea vehicles, a vehicle invented by Opulence himself. Now, he actually drew this in uh, MS Paint and sent us the image, and we were able to make it from the image alone. It's basically an egg with the wheel sticking out of the bottom, and you sit in the egg, and it's about 10 feet you know, tall. Uh, it can go around 40 miles an hour, but it can't really turn left or right. Oh, man. I read about these. Designed by Opulence and MS Paint. Really, really brilliant. Yeah, nearly it, everything here actually is something that he would draw for us in MS Paint, and then we just had to figure out, you know, the the little details, like how to bring them... Uh, the into, nuts and bolts of it, you know, yes, just we little, were able to figure it out. But, but he does most you, of the work by drawing it in MS Paint. You know, oh, he's really. a genius. He's a visionary. He knows how these biological functions work without telling us, and we have to kind of figure it out in order to keep yeah, up with him. We're reverse engineering it from his brain. But he won't give us any hints besides his MS Paint drawing that he does very crudely. Now, if you're getting up in your land, air, sea vehicle, be very, very careful. Make sure not to turn left for the first 10 seconds you're driving. We weren't able to figure that out. Um, also, they're pretty high up in the air and go pretty fast. Um, so just keep in mind, if you brake too quickly, you will go rocketing into the ground. Um, that is just uh, to encourage well, us to drive more responsibly. Why don't... You drive this time and show me. 
Well, I typically just kind of walk alongside it, holding it with my left arm. Um, and if I see opulence, I'll I'll jump in it real quick. I never really got the hang of driving this thing. I tried to put the wheel on the ground and have my guy the the back egg just kind of bump up and down, um, but that didn't really work. I ended up crashing it into. I think it was the chupacabra pit that we had. Yeah, they prefer living in a pit. A lot of people don't know that, but a pit. It's kind of like a cave for a bear. It's like a pit for a chupacabra, you know? Yeah, they like getting down in the pit. They don't really have, like, uh, head muscles that can look up and down that well, so they don't even really notice us there. Even, you know, one thing I I will let you uh, know, new guy, which is one of the perks of this job, is uh, every critter you see here, every monster, every chupacabra, every Frankenstein, every centaur, you're allowed to hit them. So uh, if you feel like it, you can really rear back, hit them as hard as you can. It's completely why would, allowed here. Why, why would I want to destroy? Like I don't want to damage anything. Well, it's, it's fun to hit things. Oh uh, well, they're you know it's biological. They'll heal. Uh, they wanted to see how well their healing impulse is. You know, throwing uh, stuff off a cliff, throwing any kind of creature, hitting it, shooting it. Um, what else? Dragging it with rope. You're allowed to do that. Um, you know, sometimes opulence will, will have us set up rakes around the Frankenstein just to see how he'll react. You know. And it was actually really funny. He actually uh, did a number two on himself and then ripped a tree down in anger. And, uh, you know, the the YouTube clips that uh, Opulence is able to cut with that are pretty good. He's, we got some great uh, genetic monster bloopers that actually, uh, you know, we're, we don't post them up a lot. But we have an unlisted YouTube channel that we all share with each other that, we, you know, yeah, there's um, some pretty funny stuff on there. That tree he ripped up was full of Keebler elves. And uh, at the end of the video, he actually ate one of them. Oh, yeah, he did. And and you know what? It, you know, we always get these little surprises because, uh, you know, Mr. Neptune and I, we worked on the Keebler Elves for that was, what, a three-month project or something like that? I don't remember and, uh, because I, I planted the the seeds that turned into the elves and uh, it took a while for them to gestate, but it was a, it wasn't very hard work, you know. We just had to water them every now and then. Well, you know, the we we threw down all of the seeds for the elves, which were little cookies, buried them, watered them, and their little elf heads started popping up as buds out of the ground. Well, opulence says it's far too many elves. We had to stomp about half of the heads to kind of do a culling. That's what we call it here. See, we that's why we're allowed to hit them. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes we have to see, you know, did their guts come out as planned? So we have to, you know, euthanize them. Um, and, you know, if you're euthanizing, I mean, probably I'm doing 700, 800 creatures a week. I'm euthanizing like uh, you're going to run out of poison. You're going to run out of fentanyl. You're going to run out of, you know, for a while I was just injecting um some of these animals with crack uh, to do it. Uh, and we just kind of got, we figured, you know, the budget, we went over the budget and it really wasn't working for us. So now, you know, it's mostly a shovel we'll hit them with or, or you know, don't really want to spend money on ammo. So they really, you know, opulence really encourages us to kill them with our hands. Well, and we're working we, on an If we don't know plant. how to do it, he'll send us an MS Paint drawing of how we're supposed to kill them with our hands. We're, we're working on a kind of sunflower that has bullets as its seeds. Well, also, killing, killing, guns, killing that many that many creatures seems kind of wasteful, don't you think? Or do well, you recycle? You know, do they become them, compost? Or we give them full, you know, genetic re- reproductive capabilities for the most parts. Um, every once in a while, like a golem and a centaur 
will accidentally have a kid and we have to, you know, opulence really, you know, if he finds out about that, he'll want us to kill it pretty, pretty immediately. Yeah. Like a golem and a centaur. If you leave him alone for about 10 minutes, an egg will just appear the next time you come over there. Yeah. And if you let that egg sit there for another 10 minutes, it's going to pop out and be a half golem, half centaur. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be from front to back. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, side to side. You kind of see which parts are which. But uh, either way, it's a non-intended creature um, in Opulence's design, which means it has to be eradicated, uh, you know, immediately. And usually burned. Usually he wants those burned. The only exception, though, is when it comes out of the egg and it's a shiny. That's true. And then, you know, he'll take that egg, he'll take the shiny, and he'll immediately take it next door, you know, to the to the uh, Cerberus Institute, um, which we're not going to talk about now. That's a top-secret lab. Even I don't have clearance for that. I shouldn't have even brought up the Cerberus Institute, so maybe we should just move ahead. Well, what's the, what's the Cerberus Institute? Well, he really well, shouldn't have brought it up. Really shouldn't have brought it up, but you know, now that you did ask a second question, I will inform you of what it is. Um, the Cerberus Institute for Hands-Free Coming is where Opulence spends most of his daily hours. Typically, we only see him, you know, for an hour every day. He'll come out and check on how the garden's doing, give us some notes. But the bulk of his research has been done in the Cerberus Institute for Hands-Free Coming. And actually, we haven't seen Opulence for, was it been four weeks now? So I'm really excited to see him to see how, you know, I, we haven't shown opulence our progress on, you know, the Christmas village is absolutely beautiful. He's going to love the Christmas village. The shiny red gear dose has already started producing caviar, which is as big as a softball. I know he's going to love that. So I'm really yeah, excited we're, we're to show him some a, of the cool we're stuff. We're working on a green gear dose to put in the Christmas village with the red one. We're almost there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think it's a waste of time doing all this elaborate genetic editing if we're only changing the skin color of most animals. But we found that that's what most people want is just reskinned versions of the same animals. Look at a zebra is just a reskinned horse, essentially. And it's made it one of the most popular animals. So. Yeah. Imagine having a golden tabby cat. It'd be so cool and fun. You know, imagine an ape, you know, that was born with the John Wick skin. You know, this is the kind of really cool stuff that we're doing here. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really psyched about a lot of this stuff. Um, maybe new guy, uh, Mr. Neptune, what do you think? Should we take this guy to see the village of the hill giants? Oh, I don't mind if we do. Actually, I've got some seeds I need to dump all over the place there. Oh, yeah. What do you got in there? That's a red one. That's a blue. Oh, those are just yeah, it's pretty a lot much of Legos a miscellaneous in there. Uh, assortment. You know, we're just going to see. It looks happens. like a junk drawer. Yeah, there's some keys in there rattling around. There's some a, buttons. You know, I guess a marble, you know, I guess that could be some kind of cool new seed. But uh, what what is this waiting for you in the trough whenever you get here in the morning, Mr. Neptune? Yeah, there is. We basically have pigs who eat um, a bunch of carcasses of the magical creatures we kill. And then after they digest those carcasses, I show up in the morning and there's just a bunch of new seeds sitting there. I don't know. I honestly don't know exactly how it works, but it seems to work every time. Oh, by the way, new guy, um, opulence is a unique mind. He uses the word science and magic interchangeably. Uh, so don't let that throw you off. We also, you know, will refer to this as magic, um, but not in the, uh, you know, cultish sense. It's more of opulence is so smart that 
he can't really explain to us what he's doing. And in that well, way, he says it's like magic. So well, just I, keep that I, in mind I, if you meet him. I, 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 I'm prepared. I, I watched his TEDx video, and he talked about how science is just magic for humans. Right. And I didn't quite understand, but he said that he can't explain everything to us because we wouldn't understand anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he's mm-hmm. right. If you think about even simple human inventions like a whiteboard, for example, when you write on a whiteboard and it magically disappears, how is that even possible? It doesn't make any sense. And I yet mean, you wipe the marker off every time unless it's a permanent marker. Or when you wrote those words on the whiteboard, you're casting a spell. You're spelling words onto It's literally existence. casting a spell, yes. So I'm, well, I hope I can be opulence one day. Quite, uh, quite, 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 quite. Look. Some of the hill giants have come down to the stream. They Which one's the female? Yeah, you can see the female is the largest one there. She is 11 feet tall. I don't oh, know wow. why, but um, they are... You actually engineered stink lines to come off them. They They're are, visible in the air. Yes, nothing here actually stinks, so we had to engineer those to be fake ones because everything here is perfect and ideal. I thought you said opulence doesn't like nasty things. He doesn't. Those hill That's giants why are disgusting. No, they're not. Yeah, well, we're working, you know, these are, keep in mind, the seventh generation of the Hill Giants that we have created. Um, We did run into a problem because the first generation we only created, well, two Hill Giants, and now they've kind of been inbreeding. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of crazy turns. Um, You know, we're going to hopefully get in a second generation of uh, Hill Giants in there for more genetic variants. Um, but you can see some of these have kind of gone awry. You know, this this hill giant woman here is 12 feet tall. And, uh, you know, one of the errors that we had is we had to use a lot of dog DNA. And almost every, you know, it was just the most DNA we had lying around. And you can see the hill giant kind of has, you know, the the row of eight nipples. They all have eight nipples. That was not well, intended. Yeah, we'll that see, was not uh, first generation. Opulence can't, be, opulence can't be happy with any of this. How do you euthanize these? Well, well by kicking them and punching them and stuff. Kicking them and punching. Well, when they're pretty big. That, it, it, that, they're so big that that works? Well, sometimes, you know, we can get the Frankenstein to do it if we're able to motivate him, you know, but... Uh, and most uh, of the know. time, they don't fight back. They're kind of docile. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of well. They they have a lot of uh, internal medical problems. Uh, they're yeah, they're cross-eyed. very stupid. Uh, four toes, four fingers. Not intended. that one is covered in tattoos. Yeah, the tattoo oh, he was born gene. That way, actually, yeah, yeah, that's a recessive tattoo gene. We're trying to trying to mate them. The problem is, you know, there's only these four here, and we just keep mating them with each other, and then with their children. And you yeah, know. you know, uh, you were talking about earlier about the dog DNA used to create them, and that's because humans and dogs share ninety nine point nine 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 percent the same DNA. Right, and the only two differences are the little nipples and the uh, tattoo gene. Those are the only two. And well, it says right. It's, oh, sorry to interrupt. Well, yeah, those those have manifested in the hill giants, but other than that, they're pretty much just like people, but big people. It's, it says here in the field guide you gave me upon my arrival that hill giants are kept around to make cotton candy for the great opulence. 
The Hill Giants have um, been born with a, a, a almost beaver-like urge um, to wisp strands of sugar together in a cotton candy. It hasn't manifested in every generation. Out of the seventh generation, so-called, I think we have 23 Hill Giants have, have gone through uh, ungestated full maturity so far. I would say only six of them have been able to create cotton candy. And um, out of those six... You know, only one of them actually went beyond flavor flavors past pink and blue. So, you know, it, it we're still working out the kinks, but with selective breeding programs and hopefully that second generation um, to get them over the kind of inbreeding hump. Uh, we're hoping these hill giants will be, you know, fully functional by, you know, 2025. You know, new guy, even though you're a new guy, I can't help but kind of let you in on a few secrets here. Um, that field guide you have only has some of the more pedestrian creatures. What you actually need is this bestiary right here. This is the complete guide to the entire botanical garden, including some of the most mythical creatures that we don't want to show to ordinary people, such as our strippers. Ooh, I was Mr. Neptune. I'm not sure if we should tell him about the strippers that have been bred here. I... Basically, they're women who take their clothes off and dance. No, I he knows what new guy. You I know, know I know what a, I know what a stripper is. You've ever been? You've been to? My brother had a bachelorette party about. But he four didn't know that we ago. have. Oh, here. congratulations! Thank you. They're very yeah. happy. They have two children now, and he just got this really great job, and they're moving to uh, Washington actually. And uh, oh, oh, sorry. Um, and he's a stripper. Is that why you brought this up? No. No, sorry. Uh, he had a stripper at his bachelor. Oh, his party, wife is. is a, oh, no, okay. we went no. to the strip club. We went to the strip club. Probably didn't tell his wife. Did he? Did Did he tell his wife? Oh, she knew. She right. went to a strip club too. Oh, okay. But she's not very a familiar. No, but, um, no, God, no. Perhaps we should skirt on over to the stripper grove. Uh, Hopefully, uh, remember if you run into the stripper shepherd, new guy. Are you, are you sure this early in the day? Well, they will start stirring. They will, uh, uh, you know, they get off late, but uh, their sleep schedule is um, complicated. Perhaps we can see them lounging or, or, or partying or some stuff, but the shepherd usually keeps them pretty safe. Yes, as, as Dr. Honus is suggesting, the shepherd is usually, there's a, a lot of the creatures here have um, a shepherd to take care of them. With the strippers, it's mostly, you know, corralling them, um, giving, make sure that they have plenty of grass to eat, mm-hmm. um, making sure that their coats, like kind of grooming their coats and making sure that their, are, their skin is supple. Yeah. You know, a lot of brushing hair. He's constantly brushing their hair, a lot of shaving men and women. You know, we have, uh, uh you know, it's no, uh, singulary gender strippers. We opulence, um, as he likes to say, he takes on all pleasures and conquers them all. So uh, we have a wide variety of strippers, whatever the type of stripper you'd be going for, but they are all oh, immaculately Oh, wow. It says groomed. right here, nearby the stripper fields is a muscle beach with bodybuilders. Oh, yeah. Far out. Yes, the bodybuilders can be a little more aggressive than the strippers, but usually they just want you to give them a metrics bar or something along the lines and they'll leave you alone. Uh, they may smell you. The bodybuilders may try to sniff you, but uh, again, that's all... Been bred well, into you them. Can, yes, you can give them bronzer, and they'll they'll be 
more docile. That's, if, if you see a shepherd with this big crook, don't make eye contact. Uh, the shepherds are, well, they are bred with 98% human DNA, about 2% dog DNA. Uh, the 2% dog DNA, I, I gotta say, has really done a lot. We thought they would be barely dog-like, and the shepherds are pretty, pretty dog-like. They'll bark at you if, well, if you get well, too close to the shepherds. Dog DNA is basically Doctor, the same as human DNA. Dr. Honus, I think... You, as a scientist, know as well as I that even 2% of a DNA can completely dominate the phenotype. Yeah, well, I didn't know that because I didn't actually, you know, go to medical school or, or, or you know, as a scientific academy or, you know, anything like that. You know, I've always been more of an intuitive scientist, you know. You know I guess I, now, in, in, in retrospect, it makes sense why in our Christmas village, all of the elves uh, just look like little terriers. Yeah. And Santa is basically a dog with a beard. And <laughs> it's very cute, though. Uh, the reindeer cute. are just dogs with red noses. Well, we have I so much you, dog DNA laying around. It's insane. Can I ask you to, if you're, you know, sharing your little secrets or. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I, I heard a. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. My professor, when I was in college, he, uh, he was well familiar with this place and. I'm not sure if this is true. Do you do you guys have a, a family guy? The rumors are true. Um basically our family guy he, he lives in the jungle? Yeah, he lives in the jungle. He mostly watches TV and drinks beer. And he's also basically a dog that wears uh, a white shirt and green pants. Yeah. But like physically almost exactly identical to a family guy. You know, it really is something If a crazy. family guy was 99% dog, that's and, what And I'm is. telling you, like, even though he looks like a guy, you can hit him. You can hit the family guy. He lives up in the canopy. Oh, well, I, I, I couldn't. Oh, come I mean, on. No, we could go up there now. He's up in the canopy. There's, the, there's only one. There's only we one. We actually you have know, to keep the him? family guy separated from some of the birds that we've been breeding out here because they're prone yeah. to get in very long, prolonged fights with each other. Well, you know, if you go to the family guy, right, you can kick his ass a little bit. He's up in the canopy drinking beer. He won't fight back. It's genetically, it's kind of like a, a iRobot laws of robots, except if it's mutant freaks and they have a programming in their brain that doesn't allow them to hit back. But uh, yeah, you can throw our family guy out of the trees. You can throw him out of his house. You can light his house on fire. You can beat him up. Uh, you know, they're going to yeah, be, you can they're not going to have him. You can, you know what? Actually, we had um, the actor Will Smith here recently. And uh, he was having a lot of fun slapping. He was we slapping did. everything. That's what yeah. he was doing. Mm-hmm. You get it? <laughs> yeah. And actually, it was it was before you know he slap at the Oscar. Uh, he before he Chris Rock at Will the Smith Oscars. Was just Chris seemed Rock like at a, the Oscars. Seemed like a very lazy experiment to perform. It was it was well, extraordinarily lazy, but he was having so much fun. We didn't want to stop him. You know, it's also you know some of these some days uh, this job can be really hard. You know, you get an email from Opulence that says you know by two p.m. today I need the most perfect basketball court you've ever seen. And uh, then he says he sends a drawing. And it's a drawing of a basketball and not a basketball court. So we have to completely, 
you know, figure out. Yeah, like, what do you do with that? Yeah, like, okay. Does did, he want the basketball court to look like a basketball? Well, does, well, it, does he want the sense? basketball court to be living? Um, he won't answer any follow-up emails. Uh, sometimes he just doesn't ever revisit it. Um, you know, I made uh, that whole chow garden with all those chows, and he's never even come to see it, you know? So uh, you can't be expecting much from the man he, he he's very you know he's he's got a lot going on there at the cerberus institute you know when well, it came I, to the basketball thing eventually we just made a living basketball that was mostly just a dog but it was made of leather and it was orange and you know yeah that stuff costs a lot of money but the money's not infinite you know so we can't just make every creature you know that we feel like new guys so there has to be some restraint we have to have some sort of approval process you yeah, know yeah we got to make that 2 trillion dollars stretch pretty far yeah. cuz it's not as much money as it used to be you know no and and even then the money of this place like you know, Opulence created the gardens through a massive loan from uh, Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And uh, he staked his 1% owner stake in the Los Angeles Lakers through a dummy corporation called Ethnic Delight Solutions. He then sold his stake in Ethnic Delight Solutions to a man who was named uh, Count Dracula, but not the same guy. It wasn't a vampire. But the guy was buying it under the assumption that Count Dracula would then have access to LeBron James's blood. Uh, uh, so anyway, with those profits of selling it, he purchased a small dry cleaning company, listed a bunch of stray dogs as employees making 100 k a year, and secured a PPP loan worth $4.5 million from the feds. He then funneled that money into a fraudulent cryptocurrency called Barstool Sports 2 Coin, and he also sold NFTs with people's social security numbers on them, uh, targeting the people who owned those social security numbers, the kind of like a blackmail thing. Uh, these were inflated by a paid sponsorship to Tiki Bar, who was paid in adultery, and they uh, then liquidated the coin and placed in the e-wallet of Opulence's close personal friend, Kim.com. Uh, these funds were then sent to banks in various micronations before ending up being withdrawn as $400 million worth of gold bars. He also bought the property in gold bars, and he pays me one gold bar a year to work here. So, yeah, and I don't then know when if you, you find one in a Snickers uh, bar, you get a little payday. And well, that's the payday plan. Bar. No, that's the payday plan. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about... No, I'm not talking about a candy bar. I'm talking about a gold bar inside of a Snickers. Now, that's what I call a payday. Yeah, but the payday plan is also a different plant because uh, Opulence doesn't like Snickers. I'm more of the Snickers guy. Yeah, he really lets us well, do that as a little thing for ourselves to keep I, ourselves Well, uh, he, there's nourished. no food shipments here, so we have to kind of... You know, he didn't really... You know, because Opulence... The only thing he eats is he'll go straight to the river, he'll pluck up a fish, and he'll suck all the caviar straight out of its little hole. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't know if those if are I'm, normal fish or if he genetically made those, because I didn't make those. I thought they were, were just We're going around fish. all day punching wood elves and hill giants and stuff. I'll eat a wood elf. Yeah, I'll eat a I've eaten giant. a wood elf. I've eaten a wood elf. I waited, you know, I didn't kill it. I, it died in natural causes, but I didn't know what to do with it, so, you know, I ate it. The wood elf had um, good suggestions for which type of wood to uh, use for the the fire when we cooked it. Yeah, all it, of it these the uh, land, animals, it communes with the land so much. It had really great suggestions. Yeah, all the uh, all the monsters we breed are bred to be very compliant and very agreeable, even if you're beating them. You know, I, I will admit, after a hard day, I have pissed in a kobold i've pissed on a kobold i've gone down to their little grotto and i've peed on them and i've kicked them as hard as i can 
you know, not just a little hard, but like really hard, like as hard as I fucking could. I kicked the shit out of a kobold. It, oh, wow. threw, it threw up. Yeah. But uh, are it, those the poppy fields? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go right in there. We got a whole, you know, wow. those, those go back for quite a while, honestly. Those, I've, I've heard about opulence's notorious use of opium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's big on it. Yeah. Well, he really Jeez. got into it because he was just kind of mad. He's very patriotic, and he was mad when he saw how much money the Taliban's making on this stuff. Yeah, so originally the plan was to sell opium. <laughs> as the way of making money. But, you know, we ended up just having so much fun with the Wood Elves and the Senars and our family guy and beating the shit out of those. That, uh, well, I remember I forgot about he that. Would, Opulence is the first person to, well, along with Mark Cuban, to open a, an opium den again in Las Vegas. Mark it's Cuban was laying right down here. smoking that big pipe right on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's come down here a little bit. I saw him go through the lazy river. I said, hey, but I don't think he re- I don't think he heard me. You know, we're working on new strains of opium, actually. If you're looking at the poppy fields here, you can see some of them. The plants have little dog faces growing off them like buds of flowers. That's like some of our dog opium. And you can smoke that. Yeah, we had a lot of dog DNA left over. So was, And there's uh, also little dogs running around the fields. You could smoke those, too. Yeah. They look like normal you, dogs, but they're opium. You can do whatever you want to those dogs, even past smoking them. I, whatever you want. So like Barack Obama was here last week and he ate one. Yeah, he ate one. He didn't even cook it. It was insane. You know, I, oh wow, he ate the opium dog. Well, he, yeah, he we picked told it up, him he, he could took a bite it. out of its back on the spot. Just to be honest, then, uh, we said really you sleepy. could eat it, but like we weren't meaning raw because you know the these these opium dogs are just riddled with worms. We don't know how to get rid of these worms. I don't know who made these worms, you know. But the, you know the dogs probably forty percent of its weight is just worms. We're so working we on making um, gummy worms that eat regular worms. So eventually the the opium dogs will be full of gummy worms, and it's going to be a lot more pleasant experience. Well, we're also well, I saw breeding- some of those gummy. I saw those gummy geckos in the trees. Maybe it could be like that. Well, we're also breeding some poison gummy animals. Um, so just be careful. The poison ones have two red dots on the nape of their neck. So if you see, or is it one? Well, the, the poison ones have two and the non-poison ones have one and a half. Okay. Yeah. So just be careful when you check it because, you know, we've been here so long. Like I can tell you exactly what I could eat within, you know, you can eat some of the water, you can eat some of the tree, you can eat some of this guy. Um, so just yeah, if you're not sure what to eat, just let us know. and We'll be like, yeah, you can eat that one. Yeah, you can eat that chow. Yeah, you can bash that chow's head in and put it on a roast and then circle it as you are roasting it over a big open flame. Like, yeah, you can do that. But if you're not sure, just ask us. We'll tell you what you can and can't eat. You know, coming up, we talked about this before, but coming up on our left now is the Christmas Village. As you'll see, it's very tropical. Um, there's thousands of plant species here. We didn't really think ahead about making it kind of wintry. It's basically like a balmy kind of summery climate. Yeah. And at the moment, it's maybe kind a of Christmas overrun. vacation. Yeah, it's kind of Christmas in July, maybe you could say. It's kind of overrun by like zebras and giraffes and buffaloes right now because they just kind of migrated over here and we didn't really do anything about it because we didn't really care that much. Um, but it's very quaint. It's very festive. Oh, well, maybe you could engineer some snow. I, I don't think science, I don't think anybody, I, Opulence says you can't make snow unless it, Opulence. I bet he could make snow. Well, that's I what tr- he we told tried, us. I've been trying like, everything. We froze water thinking it would turn into snow and wouldn't you know it, it turned into ice. Like, what, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do? 
Yeah, so apparently snow, like, you would have to have, like, a million little, like, fingernail-sized, like, ice trays. And then put the water in, put it in the freezer, and then dump it out, and it'd be snow. But that I shit think would take a really long more time. Fish, they have snowmakers. I don't think they there is. I don't think there is snow. Opulence would have told us if there was a more important thing. He's big on the Christmas village, so I don't think there fucking is, new guy. He thinks he fucking knows. He showed up like 50 minutes ago. He thinks he fucking knows everything now. Doesn't even know what the fucking flower baby is. Doesn't even know the flower baby's opulence. He wants to say opulence knows something he don't. Like, you got to learn your place, guy. Like, well, these I, these ley lines, like, you're you're not even, you're walking I, I, all I, over I, them. Listen, I'm I'm sorry. I, I just thought, I mean, opulence is all knowing. Is he, he is. not? That's what, why are you questioning his wisdom when you know that he is a superior being? If there was you? something he would want if us to all, know, if he's he all would tell knowing, us. then he would know what he doesn't know. He told right? us that we could throw a lasso around the centaur's legs, bunch them all up like a little pig, and throw them into the pit with the chupacabras. He said we could do that. So we did it because he's a visionary. He did not to do tell with us anything. to make snow. So we're not going to make it. I'm sorry. It's just that opulence has given me so fucking much. And then you come. I don't even. I'm getting heated. I I just feel like if everything here is perfect, then a perfect Christmas village would be covered in some snow. It's a work in progress. Like a winter wonderland. You saw the six nipples. You know it's a work in progress. You eat our Snickers. You gawk at our strippers. You punch (laughs) our hill giants. And then you have the gall to suggest that you know I guess our strippers are good enough for you, but nothing else is. Well, I'm. I'm echelon A clearance level, the same as the both of you. So we're equals. So right. yeah, I can. All right. We're only equals in the way that we're all not equal to the grace and excellence of opulence. So, okay, maybe we can just leave it there. I'm starting at $450,000 a year. He's paying you a gold bar a year? Yeah. I asked for the gold bar. Gold bars are basically physical crypto. There is no feeling in this world. Like getting my gold bar once a year, driving home, putting it in my safe and locking it, putting a gold bar into my own safe was the best I've ever felt in my whole life. And you're going to tell me that I should have got paid in cash instead. Oh, wow. We're approaching the festival. That's that's the that's the amphitheater. And, and that that's the that's the feast. Uh, oh, yes. my God. It's the festival of the flower, baby. You've come on just the right day. There's the egg. There's the sacred golden egg. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, man. This is going to be amazing, new guy. You're about to see something really fucking weird, but super fucking cool. Yeah, see, essentially, there's a big flower that has just popped out this egg. Once it started blooming, an egg popped out of it. And now it's unbeknownst to every one of us here what is going to emerge from the golden egg. I think I have an idea. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's gonna be opulence. Isn't that that's that's obvious, right? Uh, God, hold on one Did second. Did I spoil it? My wife is calling about uh she found some blazers in the basement. I can tell she's really mad about the Frankenstein thing. Ah, shit. All right. Uh you guys go over there. I'll join you back in a second. I gotta go take this. You're gonna miss the egg hatching. I you know what? I gotta put out a fire. Opulence will understand. All right. <sighs> this stupid egg is never going to hatch. I'm so bored. Yeah, we <laughs> might have to wait here for weeks or months, maybe even years. Oh, this is so stupid and boring. You know, truth be told, I'm kind of bored of all the zebras and piranha plants and hill giants and wood elves and stuff. 
I keep planting these seeds hoping to see something new out here. I've been seeing that this stuff's been here for months now. I'm bored of all of it. Shh. What's that? Oh, <gasps> sounds like a crack. Oh, oh my God. It's something's emerging. I thought this day would it's never come. Hand. I am rising. Oh my God. It's opulence. No one could have guessed this. I told you. I told you. We no should have No one could on have this. seen this coming. I am a baby again. Yes. Oh my God. Look at his genitalia. There are none. It's gone. Perfectly smooth. Let me turn around for you two. No ass crack exactly as I intended. Wow. No dirty ass crack. No dirty genitalia. I am ascending to something beyond your wildest dreams. Is I mean, a ears, weird. You, still got, you still got ears. Like ears are kind of dirty. They're kind of gross. Oh well. Earwax in there. You got some stuff behind ears, them. There's no funny business in my ears anymore. It's just a little hole. I oh, get all wow. I need from just that little hole. What about oh your my belly god, button? How, what's going a, on with your belly a, button? It's gone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he has perfected phase. the human form. Well, I, I'm still a baby, so I'm only about a foot tall here. If actually. One of you guys could actually pick me up right now. Then. Oh, sure thing. You know, just hold, yeah, just. Oh, yeah, you're so heavy because you're made of gold. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my legs really aren't working. I can't really stand <laughs> been in this egg. So, uh, I mean, I in thought, theory, it's really cool though. So I thought I'd be able to kind of run around immediately. So this is not as I, uh, uh, getting used to it there actually. Uh, you know what? It, if, if, if you could grab some milk for me, I have, a, I have a craving for some milk here, some caviar or something. If you guys could get that for me, can't really oh, do you move. want me to bring you a fish and you can just suck the caviar out? Yourself? Well, I guess I could crawl. I know you like it fresh. I just, I thought I would be like one of those baby geniuses. I'd be able to your magnificence. It's wonderful to finally meet you. Yes, you must be the new guy, please. How do you enjoy my garden? Oh, it's swell. It's probably the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Surely Actually, you haven't complained about anything you've seen here, correct? I couldn't think to Uh-oh. complain. Then feast upon the grandeur that is me. Tell me, what is my next step? My next step of ascension. Oh. Thought I'd be able to do that right now, but actually, how would I know? I mean, yeah, why don't you tell us or draw it in MS Paint for us if you need to? Well, you know, I was trying to, you know, I had uh, the tablet here in the egg and it wasn't, you know, I guess because my, you know, it was a, you know, the yolk. Well, I was the yolk. It was like I'm surrounded by the egg white in there, you know, Uh so it wasn't picking up my finger. I was trying to do the thing. I was trying to send you an email, actually, Mr. Neptune. Uh, You know, did anybody ever circumcise those kobolds? Because I I, I, that dunce cap they had was disgusting. Did anybody get around to that? Yeah, you know, we're working on I'm working on a new seed that will give birth to pre-circumcised kobolds. Oh, thank you. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you. Last time I saw those guys, they were they were pretty cool, but uh, you know, I could definitely tell the still not quite perfected. And uh, and tell me, of the strippers, are they well? Are their coats nice and shiny? Oh, their coats are so fluffy and silky. It's so fun to pet them. Um, they're <laughs> they're looking great. Their skin is being bronzed by the artificial sun that gives just the perfect tint. To skin, yeah, they wore those incredible, beautiful white fur coats. They're all gorgeous, sir. 
Now, I trust none of you have gone into the Cerberus Institute. The work there has been very important. I need the poppy fields clear. I need nobody to ask any questions about the Cerberus Institute. And, well, Mr. Neptune, may I ask you to shadow the hedgehog call? I haven't heard a word from him, but uh, I left a few... Uh, messages on his voicemail myself just telling him that it's completely absurd that anyone would believe the ultimate life form in the universe is a hedgehog with a gun. of Shadow the Hedgehog as being the ultimate life well, form I was in saying the he's same not, sentence. Of course. I was saying he's not, and he never he's will be. He's just a rat with a with a with a, 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 a Korean-style boy band haircut who's got a gun and rocket boots, and he says we've, he's the ultimate sir, life form. Sir, in your, rodent, in your rodent garden here, we've already bred superior hedgehogs to him. They come pre-circumcised. Shadow had to go to the doctor to get that. You know what I love about circumcision? It's just one step closer to that perfect, smooth mound that the humanoid form needs. Look at you know, this. I don't mean to question your wisdom opulence, but... It's interesting that you've achieved perfection with no genitalia, and yet the Cerberus Institute seems to be working on technology for hands-free coming. I'm not sure how you square those two things. You do not need to know what happens in the Cerberus Institute for hands-free coming. That is a top-secret lab. There's tons of innovations happening there all the time. I mean, it seems really convenient. Like, imagine the things you could do if you had your hands free. There is you nothing inherently inhuman about the human organ. I think I have an idea. I think I have an idea of what happens at that institute. What? What could possibly go through your head that you could even fathom what happens inside of the Cerberus Institute for Hands Free Coming? I think you're perfecting the Coca-Cola formula. Absolutely not. Can you imagine? The human experience without the riveting sensation of the orgasm. Now, what ruins the human orgasm? Aha! Well, first is another person in the room that has been taken care of through the usage of advanced masturbation technology. But what else ruins the perfect user? It does seem pretty gauche to come while someone else is in the room with you. Disgusting no to one have another to per- that. witness that. Absolutely vile. But what else gets in the way of a great orgasm? Well, it's your hands, your dirty, filthy hands manipulating your own tools biologically like some sort of vape in a zoo. I would never, ever engage in such behavior. But what could make... The orgasm even better past that. Well, perhaps, just perhaps, what if the human being evolved the ability to orgasm without any genitalia at all? Oh, my God. (laughs) So that's what you've been up to. I knew there would be some explanation. Yes. And the second we get this technology to the public. And they can learn to come without any torps of manipulation or other person just laying down in a black room and just closing your eyes and feeling your body being rocked. Yes. Well, that type we of technology, that, a person we'll could come every world. five seconds. There would be nothing to stop them. A person could come infinitely. For the rest of eternity, with no refractory period at all, can you imagine the power that the person who has that ability could have over the rest of the human race? They wouldn't have to rub their peen or flick their bean. They, they all just, they, they have could to just do, be. 
is put on a big headset and watch your world get rocked through advanced manipulative electric signals to your brain that'll make you come so hard that you go permanently cross-eyed. Imagine all of this without a dirty vagina or penis. Now tell me, Opulence, can I be reborn from an egg and experience this too? You know, that's not really my, I guess, if you figure it out. I mean, I, it took me a long time to do this for myself. I'm not really interested in this for anyone else. You know, I'm sort of the peak of human civilization, so I just do things for myself, and you kind of have to figure it out. You're more of like a minion, Mr. What Neptune. If, what if before I try to do that for myself, because I realize that's kind of like a lot of hubris to say that that could happen for me, but what if we design a super-powered hedgehog with a gun who also has no genitalia when he hatches from an egg. That that life form would be pretty oppressive, wouldn't it? I mean, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, it would be hypothetically cool. I think that'd be pretty dope. It'd be if much cooler than Shadow the Hedgehog. Well, I could draw wow. that in MS Paint, and you could probably get to work on a scene of that or whatever you do around here. You know, I think that'd be a cool idea. Sure. Be honest. Now, Mr. Opulence, sir, when I read your third book, I Am Time, and you said... I'm kind of the Teddy Roosevelt of the cosmos. I now understand. Okay. What does it mean then? If you presume to understand the written word of mine, which has driven much, much simpler men to madness. They got really mad. Tell me what it means. I would say, and not to simplify you, that's not possible, but in a phrase, I think you're a bit of a wild card. Ah, I enjoy your estimation of my personality. Yes, you will be given favor, new guy, as well as you, Mr. Neptune. Oh, thanks. I would- Gee, I wish that my, my friend, Dr. Honus was here. He deserves special treatment, too. He's so cool. I love to Are hang you out give with us him smooth mounds? and punch hill giants Are you going to give him? us smooth mounds, too? Both of you will be reborn as silver. I'm going to do silver because, uh, you know. I don't want everyone taking my thing. You will be reborn as a silver baby with no genitalia if you follow my demand. Sure. There's another step of ascension that I need. It requires a very specific formula to do it. You will. And I'm going to draw this in MS Paint for you so you'll understand it more better later. I want you to bring me a phoenix. I would like to eat it for dinner while Wizards in Winter by Trans-Siberian Orchestra plays. If my calculations are correct, when I do this, I will become a being of pure golden light who exists outside of space and time. You said it. You said a, a phoenix. I, I trapped one in a jar on the way here when we were oh my walking God. here. You, you, got, you really came something. through. I, I was kind of questioning your your uh, abilities, oh, but you wow, really yeah. came through well, this Well, they're thing. everywhere. We, we, there's a whole field full of them. We walked right by it. Well, uh, okay. Well, hand me one of those. Anybody have a boom box or a cell phone? I'm a baby. I loved all oh, that yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll just pull up Trans-Siberian Orchestra on YouTube. Thank you. All right. And then, you know, I have these kind of clumsy baby hands. Could you punch the Phoenix till it's dead for me? <laughs> Here I can't really. You know, I'd I've, love I've to kill it. I've gotten so used to punching creatures. I don't even yeah, mind that this one's just, on fire. It's legs still moving. If you could give it another couple tabs. Yeah, it's still a little hot. I don't know if you like spicy food or hot, just, just plain hot food, but well, it's like a chicken fajitas. 
it's sizzling in that in that jar you got it in right I think, there. yeah, this, this damn thing come from Applebee's? It's a steaming plate right there. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have I didn't expect to get it this quick, but, you know, I guess it, let's just go to phase two then. I thought I'd spend more time in phase one as a golden baby, but I guess uh, we'll just... Hey, Mr. Neptune, I hope when Opulence finishes eating the disgusting phoenix, maybe... Well, maybe do you think he'll he'll sing for us? I I know for a fact that he'll sing for us, and then we will be reborn as the most beautiful silver smooth babies of all time. That's pretty good, Phoenix. Oh, yes, I feel it. <laughs> yes, I feel invigorated. Yes. Oh. Oh. Nesundoma Nesundoma To pray, O Prince of Pesa Let to Alfreda stanza Godilas del Tre Romano di Amore He's rising. Mr. Neptune, you're looking like golden light. Oh my god. Are we we being raptured? No, Spendera. 